This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lee. Welcome to IA Forward. And I want to give a shout out today. Fantasy football is over. And congratulations to Integra's fantasy football champion for year three, Sean Nunley. We are the champions. I shouldn't do Freddie Mercury this early in the recording morning. What do you think? That's the first time I've ever heard you sing. After six years, you made a funny. I'm proud of you. I should never do Freddie Mercury and I should never sing. But Sean's having a good year. He's our Integra Partner of the Year and our Integra Fantasy Football Champion. I'm glad 2023 was a good year for somebody. This was a Danielle Steele novel. That means somebody would die today. Because when you have this, everything is going perfect in Daniel Steele's world, then somebody dies and your world falls apart. So I don't wish that on Sean. Let me throw that out there. I hope nobody dies today. This is where we're going on the podcast. It's going to be fun. Let's go a different direction. (laughs) We all know that you are a seasoned insurance guy. You are our expert of all things insurance. But let's talk about the thing that you are most expertish on. I just made up a word. You should be proud of me. Excellent. And that is running an agency network. And within our world, within the IA world, within the captive world, there's sometimes this thought process of, I'm trying to get away from big brother and oversight, and I'm going to do this. I don't want any kind of involvement. I just want to be me. And let's talk about what being a member of an agency network means. And to our listeners, the idea of this isn't come join Integra. And of course, if you want to, we would love to have you and check us out at IntegraPartnerNetwork.com. But besides that, let's just talk about this as a whole and what it means for your success versus doing this by yourself. I need to make sure that I speak from an unbiased, completely objective perspective. And I can do that. Number one, you can do it by yourself. Now, that sounds crazy from the CEO of a partner network or an agent network to actually say this. You can. It's hard. And I'm not sure that it's the best route, that it's the easier route. I'm not even sure it's the best long-term route. I always tell people that I talk to or I have a chance to talk to that are thinking about joining an agency network or a group that, yes, you can do it by yourself. It depends on your experience. It depends on your plan. It depends on your geographic location. It depends on so many things. It depends on the marketplace and whether carriers are giving appointments or if a carrier is willing to take a chance on a startup because a lot of things that we're talking about here are startups. We probably need to separate startup versus established in this conversation because there's different reasons to join an agency network depending on which situation you are. There's so many different types of agency networks around the country today that I believe the main thing is to find your people and find your fit. Not every agency network is a fit for every agent. There are agencies that they just want market access. They don't want anything else. And there are agency networks that just do market access. And then there are agency networks who have moved way beyond market access. And market access is a given. It's part of it, but they've moved way beyond 
the scope of what they do just being market access. There's services, there's support, there is guidance, there's mentorship. There's so much more that goes into running an agency network and understanding the side that I sit on is important in the sense that when you're interviewing, when you're looking at an agency network, you need to know as an agent out there that there are options. Let's start with the startup. You were a producer that's starting your own agency. You're an Allstate Farmers agent that is leaving the captive side of the industry and moving into the independent world. Why do I need more than market access? It's a different ballgame. Let me go ahead and start with market access for a second. The independent agency carriers are all somewhat designed around established independent agencies, multi-generation established independent agencies, because so many of those models have been around for decades. They go back to the 60s and 70s and 80s. And these are models that are big infrastructure models at the carrier level. And they have a lot of sunk cost. They have a lot of personnel and sales and marketing regional strategies if they're national carriers. They're not equipped for the most part, to work with startups. They need an agency to produce a certain amount of business at a minimum in that first year or have a certain amount of business on the books to support the appointment in year one. And when you're at zero, when you're starting out, it's difficult to feed all the people that you need to feed. It's difficult to show flow. That's the key word is flow of production, flow of quote, flow of, of sales, networks, basically were created to fill this gap. Understanding that at the carrier access level, you need to make sure that you have a portfolio of carriers. Understanding how to work with multiple carriers and the new platform that you're working in, systems, technology, it is way different than the single carrier platform that you've come out of as an exclusive agent. I'm so proud of you for saying captive, by the way. Yeah, I had my thought when it came out of my mouth. I thought, ah, oh, I can't believe I used that word. Ugh. Yeah, I'm so proud. You've come so far. There's a Vince Lombardi quote, and he says that individual commitment to a group effort, that's what makes a team work, a company work, a society work, and a civilization work. And we weren't designed to be on an island. And this is one of those things that carriers have changed over the years. Because when you started this idea of an agency group, carriers said, no, they weren't going to do this. And to see the evolution of what our carriers were looking at 15, 20 years ago versus what they're looking for now, it's basically a U-turn. There's been a big change, a big shift into accepting and appreciating the work that agency networks do at the carrier level. There had to be some generational change. That's what we saw is at the executive, we saw some change between the late 90s into the early 2000s. From a leadership standpoint, we saw, I would call it the progressive and Geico effect real movement towards product management, price for risk, the right rate for risk became an important thing, not allowing different lines of business to supplement other lines of business, unprofitable lines versus profitable lines. Not everybody made it to that, but a lot went down that path. And then natural distribution, consolidation, and the realization that 
the mid-2000s, the consolidation of agencies and carriers realizing that they're losing distribution points. Different points of distribution are consolidating together, and they're not going to have as many agents in the future. And so agency networks, agency groups became a great gap filler in distribution. And then it's worked its way into something so much more than that. And it's become something that there's entire conferences of agency networks now. And there are entire strategies at the carriers for working with agency networks, regardless of what you call them. They're larger, multi-points of distribution, agency network, aggregator, agency group. I'll even throw franchisers, even though they are a little different, certainly from an agent perspective, into that group from a carrier perspective. Because from a carrier perspective, when you throw that lens on, then there's a lot of similarities between the franchiser and the, and the agency network. But at the network level and certainly at the agent prospecting level, huge difference between a franchiser and an agency network. And you need to know that. So that was a great setup. Shane, what's the difference? Number one, a franchiser is a franchiser. And so you have to understand that uniform franchise law across different states, federally, some states have franchise laws, some don't. There is federal franchise law. There's things that a franchiser has to do because of their filings and because of who they are and the way they work. And it has to be what it is. There is no individuality. Do you want to be the McDonald's of insurance? That's right. Look, McDonald's sells burgers and fries. They do not sell tacos. There's a reason that they don't sell tacos. What you have to understand is that the franchise organizations are going to make available the products that they're going to offer, period. You can't choose to go do something else. You've got to be their brand. That's the whole point of the franchise is you get the brand. They're supporting brand expansion. There can be some good in that. Anybody that's ever left the captive world and left the gigantic multi-billion dollar spend of State Farm or Allstate or Farmers or somebody else in your part of the country understands that brand is something. And so if a franchisor can build a brand, that can help you in some ways. But you're going to give up more. You're going to give up some individuality. You're going to give up lots of independence. You're going to give up being able to do something niche oriented or some other line of business that you want to get into that you can't. And you're going to lock in. Another thought process around the franchise idea is what if a change is made and it maybe isn't what you want to do, then you're stuck too. So yes, there are some great things about franchising. I'm, I'm not saying that it's a bad idea, but fun fact, did you know McDonald's in Spain is testing the grand McStream nachos? Because when you said they don't sell tacos, it triggered something in my marketing brain that I remembered reading. And I'm sitting here going, if you're going to try nachos, why would you try nachos in Spain? I know that there's somebody in the McDonald's world that they spent probably millions of dollars to figure out, okay, this is where we need to market test nachos is, is in Spain. But that said, with a franchise, sometimes that happens too, and that you have a vision for your agency, you're going down this path, and sometimes a franchise takes a right turn or a left turn, and then you get extreme nachos in Spain. Yes, I agree. That is the element of it. You want to understand this, go watch the movie The Founder. There's a scene in The Founder where Ray Kroc is going and visiting his new McDonald's franchises and he just throws a fit because they're not selling just burgers and fries. When the franchise organization decides to pivot 
go a direction, whatever, what you're doing when you do join a franchise or when you franchise an agency is you're joining that corporate culture that has to be there. What makes them work at the company, financial, corporate level is the ability to look at all their franchisees and say, we're going this other direction. That's what makes them work. So as an agent, you have to decide, do you want to be in that culture or not? If you're coming out of that environment, why do you want to go back into that environment? That's the question I've never understood. Because people have a tendency to do what they know. And that's why they choose a franchise is because everything is already set up for them. They're quote unquote independent. They're doing things their way. Let's go Burger King there. But it's easy to hop back in to what you don't know. People do this in dating relationships. They'll break up with somebody because of XYZ and and this personality thing, but the next three people they date, they have those same challenges with. That's human nature to just hop back into the same situation, even though you think it's different, because it's easy. And that was going to be my comment on franchising is that you go in, here's your logo, here's how to set up your business, here's who you need to hire. We're going to do all of your servicing for you. Okay, as a producer, that sounds good until they're not getting the service that you would give them, whatever. But there's positives to it because it's quote unquote easy on the surface because everything is given to you. But on the backside of it, if you're really trying to be independent, if you really want to be able to create your own stuff, your own logo, your own website, if you really want to create the brand that's you, To me, franchises aren't always the best option if you really want to be independent. I equate franchising to Amway. It's good for the franchisor. If I am creating a business, I want to franchise it because it's good for me to franchise it. And I understand you've done all this work and you've built all these procedures and you've created this structure. And I know because I looked at it, we considered it. I decided that's not the culture that we were going to actually attract. And that's not the culture that we were since we've been doing the independent agency thing for 40 years. We were going to struggle to hold everybody to the franchise agreement. That became not our thing. That was just, we can't. As a matter of fact, when we built our partner network and we built our agency network contract, we pulled stuff out of that contract after we started because we realized we're never going to enforce the piece of the contract that we pulled out. That's step one to start an agency network is figure out what you want and what you're going to enforce and what you're not going to enforce and start there. I find it fascinating that you brought up Amway because I didn't even know Amway still existed until about 10 years ago. And I was going to Miss America to support a girl competing. And all of a sudden, Amway and their new makeup line became the title sponsor for Miss America. And I didn't even know that Amway makeup was a thing. And part of this was they made all of these girls use Amway makeup for Miss America. Now, I know I'm going off into a different world. Insurance agents, stay with me. So they made all of the girls use this makeup. And then when Laura Kepler was crowned and she started crying, she had so much makeup running down her face. Bless her heart. It it was terrible. And it was just one of those moments that all of her pictures are a hot mess because she had to use Amway makeup. 
And it's one of those things that if you're a part of a franchise, people can make the assumption that you are connected to XYZ. And it turns into one of those things that if XYZ agent does something, maybe not even in your community, it could be in a different state even, that becomes a PR problem, then all of a sudden you're part of the same company. And I just don't love if you have an option that you can be yourself, that you can be your own brand, that if something goes wrong somewhere else, you have no control over that. I don't care what the business is. Forget insurance for a minute. If I've got this business and this business is successful and I can create an environment that can be replicated over and over again, then I can box that up and I can sell it as a franchiser. That's awesome. Kudos to the franchise organizations out there for creating the model and being successful financially. For us, we're talking about just the agent side, the prospective agent. I want to leave the captive system and I want to be an independent. You just need to understand the difference between the franchise organizations and the agency networks because the reality of it is you're probably not going to do it alone, even though I said in the beginning that you could, but the reality of the pathway is that you're not. You're going to be a part of some other organization. And the question question is, are you really independent when you do this? When it's all said and done, are you really going to be an independent agent? Ultimately, when you're starting a business, there's power in numbers. We know this. The idea of the cooperative, of the group goes back for millennia. From a marketing perspective, you've always shared with me that it's ultimately about the market access. That's what people want. People want access to carriers, especially in this hard market. That's our big focus. So why in the world would I want to join an agency group that gives me more than market access when that's really all that I need? It comes down to you don't know what you don't know. You think you know, then you get into it and then you realize, oh my gosh, I need more. The other side of that is this change from this single carrier, everything's provided to you environment to this environment where you've got to select all your tools. You've got to select your tech stack, your phone system, your how to hire people. If you've not been an agency owner and not ever hired people, especially speaking to you producers who want to step out onto your own, what are other people doing? And do I trust the information that I'm getting? I can tell you that inside most agency networks, there's this trusted opinion. Either everybody's doing one thing or everybody's doing a handful of things and you get to choose between those handful of things. But it narrows down this idea that you don't know where to start and you've got all of these people selling their pieces, their tools to you. And they say they'll do things and then they don't do those things. And have those vendors been vetted out and have the organization vetted those vendors out. I know for us, in order to become part of our tools and services, we call it our partner solutions segment, we vet you out and you don't get to be a part of the partner solutions unless you've been vetted out and you've agreed to do business either through discounts or something with our agency network. Yes, discounts, but that's not even the most important thing. The most important thing is that we and a group of agents and an agent council and many other agents before you have said, this is the best thing to use. We don't provide a phone system, but our agents are basically on about two or three different phone systems in our agency network. And if an agent joins and becomes a part of our private Facebook group and they go, what's the best phone system? You're going to get basically two, maybe three answers. 
and that's what everybody's using. That type of information may not sound like a big deal, but when you're in a vacuum and you've launched out on your own, it's huge. When I introduced this podcast topic earlier, I talked about you being the true expert on this. And you are a pioneer in our industry when it comes to creating a group that's important for our listeners to know in that you're not just some guy trying to sell something when we're talking about this topic. I'm not the first. There's some guys, some folks out there. I give kudos to the SIA organization we just lost just in the last few months, the founder of the Satellite Agency Network, SIA organization, Jim Masilio, or anyway, I'm going to butcher that. But there were a few folks out there who were doing this in the 80s, early 90s. When I say few, two, three, beyond what I would call traditional clusters. Clusters are agencies that get together and share profit sharing. So there were clusters of small four to five agencies. But in the late 90s, when we started our first version, yes, we've been doing this for 25 years. One of the things we missed in 2023, by the way, shame on us, was celebrating 25 years of an agency network or in the Integra market access program in some form or fashion. What our true partner network as we have it today didn't start until 2010, but we've been doing this since October of 1998. So that 25 years has taught me a lot. We failed a lot. I talk about that on the podcast. We tried four or five different versions of what an agency network should look like. Even in 2010, when we started the Integra Partner Network, we still didn't get it right. And it took 2012, 2013 to do a few iterations to make sure that we got it right. And for the last 10 years or so, I would think we, we got it right. What we do now is good and really strong in the market. It's Long term, we're playing the infinite game with this model. It's a model that can sustain market cycles. It's a model that is sustaining market cycles. It is. It is sustaining market cycles and it has sustained market cycles. So, no, we don't toot our horn enough. We don't talk about that enough. You know what this conversation is reminding me of? What's that? Chick fil A. We didn't invent the chicken, just the chicken sandwich. Just the chicken sandwich. This is true. Thank you for comparing us to Chick-fil-A. We're not a multi-billion dollar organization, but I do think Chick-fil-A is the model that we tried to follow in some ways, not the franchise side, but there's some Chick-fil-A notes in our old documents. We should be the Chick-fil-A of insurance organizations. There's some cool things there. We talk about Bluebell a lot now because when we talk about expansion and how they did things and they grew slow, and but they also were this incredible market leader once they got into a market. There's something to be said about that, the longevity of it. And hopefully our carrier partners see us as an asset, a huge asset. I hope that our agent partners see us that way as well. But to answer the question, yes, we've been doing this for a long time. Yes, we've screwed it up at times, but we know what we're doing today. And the evidence is in some successful agents that work with us each and every day. When you were starting with this concept, most of the carriers said no. That's right. Because this concept was so new. For our newer, younger listeners, this has been the status quo for a long time. But there was a time when partner networks like this didn't exist. And the fact that Shane and his team had the intestinal fortitude to keep knocking on the doors until Myrna Estrada said yes. And there have been times that we've just really had the opportunity to create 
the industry as we know it is pretty extraordinary. Shout out to Myrna, not only for that and for sticking with us and saying yes through the originally, but also she just celebrated her 40th anniversary at Safeco Liberty Mutual now. She's been doing this for a while as well. We've grown up in the industry together, so to speak, and her on the carrier side, me on the agency side. She's a rock in the industry. That was it. You just needed somebody to say, I'll support this idea. It is different. I'm sure that the SIA group back over in New Hampshire and up in the Northeast when they were starting in the 80s, I'm sure they went through some of the same thing. And getting that place of saying, look, I know this will work. I know this will be good. Here's what I see in finding those trends of what the horizon was saying. Hey, there's going to be a lot of independent agencies retire, sell, merge, we're going to lose distribution points. And that's what happened in the 2000s. We lost a lot of distribution points. And without agency networks, market access providers, whatever you want to call them, we would be severely behind the eight ball in terms of agency distribution. And today, while we're certainly not the largest, we have a lot of work to do ourselves. We've done a slow growth thing. There is so much to be said and brag on the fellow agency networks for being great across the country and filling the gap for distribution, because I'm not really sure where we are as a channel without agency networks over the last 20 years. We are so passionate about helping startup agencies be successful. And let's make this a consecutive two-part, because let's see if we could actually accomplish that. We're going to make this a two-part podcast and come back on our next episode and talk about why an established independent agency needs to join an agency group and how we help there. I'm going to leave us today with this quote from Babe Ruth. The way a team plays as a whole determines its success. You may have the greatest bunch of individual stars in the world, but if they don't play together, the club won't be worth a dime. Attitude to choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.